Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Vanchaka Patuvyascha, Kripa Sindhubevacha, Patita Nam, Pabadevyo, Vaishnavejo Namo Namaha. Nasta Prayeshu Abhyeshu, Nicham Bhagavata Sevaya, Bhagavat Yutamas Loke, Bhaktir Bhavati, Naistiki. Oh, thanks for having me, <laughs> giving this opportunity to me to. Engaged in Hari Katha. So, wow, has it been a year? We've been discussing Madhurya Kadambani. <laughs> well, it's been a, it's a very, very interesting analysis, Madhurya Kadambani. It gives us a roadmap for spiritual life. When we talk about spiritual life, we talk about experiential knowledge of the self. Not some academic approach, not some blind faith, but some faith that's gained by good association. And from that little spark of faith that we may that may come to us by good association, we've learned in our earlier lectures we've it's been brought out that bhakti is completely causeless. It's not dependent on anything from our end. It's coming to us as a, as a, a benediction. There's nothing we can do to qualify ourselves for that spark of faith that comes and is kindled in our heart to the point that we can develop full love for the Supreme. It's not a mechanical process. That isn't, that isn't to say it is not a process without mechanics. Interesting. The as Swami Tripurari always says, especially in his recent lectures, these Gaudiya Vaishnavas, they turn spirituality on its head. So, where did they get this knowledge? What's unique about the process that is coming in the wake of Lord Chaitanya's advent? What is amazing about it? And if we're look, if we're look to look to trace out that amazement, we would find that it is coming in the way that when Krishna comes himself to give pure devotional service, when he comes as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he advents in his as a sadhika, as the great acharya, and he comes with his personal associates, we get the highest, most intimate understanding of spiritual life. 
And what is there and available in the Veda and in the various scriptures and even in the Srimad Bhagavatam is even made more available to us in the wake of Lord Chaitanya's advent. In the wake of the analysis of these spiritual literatures by Lord Chaitanya's most intimate associates, the Goswamis. Because they live in Vraj, they have direct experience of loving Krishna intimately. And when Lord Chaitanya comes, they also come. But they come as practitioners. And when they come as practitioners, they introduce us to the deepest secrets of the practice. They allow us to have access to the most intimate understandings. They bring out the essence of all the spiritual texts and all the spiritual practices. And they make available to us. So this Madhurya Kadambani is a roadmap of spiritual practice as has been laid out by Krishna's most intimate loving associates in Braj, the gopis. And specifically, Srila Rupa Goswami. So Rupa Goswami is known as our as the Abhideya, the practice Acharya. He gives the perfect method of practice. Now this method has been there. And what I'm going to try to do this this afternoon is to bring out and tie together the way Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur has elaborated on Rupa Goswami's instructions in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, which were drawn out from the Srimad Bhagavatam in a way that they'd never been drawn out before, in a way that a sound map could be given to us for our spiritual progress, progress so that we could make progress, so that we could follow a system. So throughout this series of lectures, we've been talking about this central verse, and it's simple. It, it's a simple verse that's giving a breakdown. But what's it giving a breakdown of? It's giving a breakdown of what's presented at the very beginning of Srimad Bhagavatam. And this afternoon we're going to talk about Nista, steadiness and devotional practice. So we're just going to talk about those Bhagavatam verses that bring us up to this stage. So, what are the stages we're talking about of advancement? Ada, Shraddha, Faith, Tata Sadhu, 
Sangotha Bhajana Kriya. What's a Sangha? A group. A group of like-minded people, a Sangha. Sangotha Bhajana Kriya. What do we do in this group of like-minded spiritual seekers? Bhajana Kriya. What is this? Bhajan. We sing, we hear, we read. Kriya. Kriya means activity, right? This is an activity that we perform. Bhajana Kriya. Adaushada tata sadhu sangotha bhajana kriya. Tato narthani vritti shat. When we come into that association and we engage in that practice of bhajana kriya, what happens? Yes, the heart is cleansed. Anartha nivritti. Nartha nivritti sha. Tatoni sta ruchistata. So today we're going to concentrate primarily on this nista, this platform of steadiness. How do we get there? And how do we distinguish what are the characteristics? of knowing if we can even get there. Now, we know we can get there, but how do we get there? Because it's a plateau. After that, it becomes very, very interesting, this devotional practice. The experience of our spiritual life, it increases exponentially from the platform of steadiness, nista. Ruchi comes, taste. What was once medicine now becomes food. Tastes good all the time. Not a struggle. So how do we get to nista? How do we know how to get to nista? And what are the things that are left behind that we have to throw off like the weights we have to throw off before we can get there. So, we'll back up for a minute. Let's talk about where, where, where is this discussed in Srimad Bhagavatam, this exact concept of advancing from Shraddha to Sarusanga to Bhajana Kriya. It's, a, it's explained in the second chapter of the first canto. And the verses are, Srinvata swa katha krishna punya shravana kirtana hyadyanta styo hyadbhadrani vidudnoti suhritsatam The translation of that verse is, and this is uh, in Vishwanath's Tika, Krishna who purify, purifies by the process of hearing and chanting, who is the benefactor of the devotees, who hear about him, enters the hearts of the devotees and destroys their sins. It's brought out that in the beginning, we're not steady. So this verse, in the, the first verse, the first two lines, Srinvataswa katha krishna punya shravana kirtana. We can look on this as 
anista. Not nista, not steady, anista. It's the beginning of devotional practice. And once we begin the practice, then the cleansing comes. What, do we, what is the cleansing? Anartha nivritti. Unwanted, the bad habits, they fall away. How do they fall away? Yadyantastyo yadbadrani vidudnoti suhritsatam. Are we throwing them away? Does the verse say that? What are we doing? We're hearing and chanting. We're associating in Sangha. We're listening to Bhagavad Gita. We're listening to Srimad Bhagavatam. We're listening to devotees sing about Krishna and dance about Krishna. That's the way we're, that's all we're doing. But something's going on. There's nothing that's going on by our off. Our effort. All we're doing is showing up. But something really magical is happening. Krishna, Hridyantascha, he's coming into the heart just by our showing up. He's saying, oh, you're here. Nice. (laughs) I like your company. Come closer. Let me come closer. And he's coming in. He's coming in, and he's door. He's brought, bringing. He's not only coming in. He's bringing his his mop and his broom and his bucket, <laughs> and he's going to work. And all we're doing is showing up. And it's like, what the heck? What am I doing? <laughs> I'm just coming, and here's God. He's coming in, and he's doing all this work, and he's cleansing my heart. This is special. Unbeknownst, antaryami, unseen. We don't even see him. Don't even know he's there. Once in a while we feel a little something. There's a little stir. The tear comes to the eye. We hear something and it, it, it just rings true. This is Vishwanath Chakravarti's that course commentary then from hearing with taste one begins to hear and chant then Krishna being situated within destroys the sins abradhyani in the heart this is the stage of anartha nivritti Krishna being situated within refers to the process of smarnam remembering We'll talk about more about remembrance. Maybe not today. We're beginning here with hearing and chanting. The next verse from the Bhagavatam. Nasta priyeshu abhiyeshu nicham bhagavata sevaya bhagavachutama sloke bhaktir bhavati naistiki. As the impediments to bhakti become generally destroyed by constant service to the devotees and the Bhagavatam, the stage of Nista Bhakti, I'm sorry, Nista, Nistita Bhakti to Bhagavan, who is praised by the greatest sages, becomes established. 
So this service, nasta priyeshu abhiyeshu, nityam bhagavata sevaya, this service is to the devotees. We do some, just being in their association is service to the devotees. Just hearing from the Bhagavatam is service to the Bhagavatam. What kind of what kind of religion is this? Is like, again, I just have to show up. I just have to show up, I, and if I can do that without, without creating a disturbance, wow. So that's one of the things that has to go away is the disturbance. That's why in the last section, so much Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, when we talked about Anartha Nivriti, what was the biggest concern that he put forth? Sadhu Ninda. That's the Sanskrit term. To offend Krishna's other devotees. That's all we have to avoid, primarily. There's other things you don't want to eat. You don't want to do violence to feed your body. You know, you don't want to take intoxication to screw up your mind. You know, you don't want to be lustful. You know, there's a few other things that we try to avoid, but those may be hard to give up. We, we, we're, we're attached in this realm. We've been here since, for who knows? Does anybody know how many lifetimes? It's, it's difficult to count them all. And unfortunately, we can't even count this one. You know, the last one, it's, you know, we don't remember very well. Sometimes you can remember, but generally not. It's actually a siddha, isn't it, to be able to remember. But, so even the bad habits, the anarthas, the unwanted habits, Krishna's in there and he's cleansing. And he's going to continue to cleanse as long as we just show up. But... He's reluctant to clean the heart when we're trying to throw our dirt in on another devotee. We're finding fault. We're, we're not seeing their best in them. We're seeing the worst in them. We, we're, we're putting sectarian interest over the spiritual well-being of other individuals. And on and on. These, this, this, this Sadhu Ninda, Vaishnava Aparad, it can take many forms. It's like, uh, what is that lady with all the snakes, the heads? Yeah, it's coming at us from all different places. But if we can serve the devotees and not find fault, not offend them, and if we do offend them, there's remedies. Just fall at their feet and serve them until they say, okay, you're off the hook. Don't give up, ever, until they say, okay, all right, it's okay. I don't take any offense. Because that's their nature. So we serve the devotees and we serve the process of spiritual upliftment in the beginning through hearing. And primarily our hearing is the Bhagavad, the books about Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam, 
Bhagavata Sevaya. And in just hearing, what are we doing? Seva. What is Seva? 31. Hmm? Just hearing is service. Again. I'm not even breaking a sweat here. So, the next verse. Tadarajas tamo bhava kama lobadas chae. I'm sorry. Kama loba dayas chaye. Sheti etar anavidam stitam satve prasiditi. The mind becomes unaffected by lust, greed, anger, hatred, and illusion, which arise from Rajas and Thomas. Then the mind becomes fixed in the form of the Lord at the stage of a sakti and becomes satisfied. It goes on, the Bhagavatam goes on to evam prasana manaso bhagavad bhakti yogata bhagavad tattva vigyana mukta sangha jayate. Then the mind becomes joyful and satisfied on attaining rati which is attachment. Finally, prema develops accompanied by the appearance of complete detachment. The devotee then experiences the Lord's form, qualities, pastimes, powers, and sweetness. What is it we see in advanced devotees? Why are they so attractive to us? What draws us into their association? What makes us want to hear with, from them? What makes us want to serve them? Be with them? Be around them? What is it? Yeah. What are, what, what are they doing? They have something what? They must have, they have something that we want. So this verse, this verse brings that out. Verse just brings it out. What does it say here? The devotee then experiences the Lord's form, qualities, pastimes, powers, and sweetness. Because they have cleared their heart and their heart has become just like a crystal. What's the, what's the quality of a clear, polished crystal? Wherever you put it, it takes on. And when you put that pure heart beside Krishna, then it shines Krishna. And that's what we see in Krishna's pure devotees. They shine Krishna. Now, I had one of my godbrothers come to my house one day. <laughs> He's accustomed to preaching in India. And he takes devotees around Vrindavan, 
day in and day out, and he's done this for the last 20 years. He knows Vrindavan inside and out. He knows the past times when you're in his presence, he beams and you start to beam. We, he came to the United States and we brought him to our home in Winston-Salem. He's not accustomed to preaching over here to uh, people that aren't really full, full devotees all the time. So, Bhakti Ross, in her usual style, when a preacher comes to town, she puts up the posters, she puts out the emails to all her kindred spirits customers, used to, but, uh, and we draw a crowd. So, we drew a crowd for him, and we also fed them sumptuously after his lecture. But he, 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 he related a story, and unfortunately, we were a little embarrassed by his story because our crowd was mixed. In the audience was, um, was a young black lady and her children. And he was talking about Prapa. And what he was saying was 100% true. And, but the way he said it, it, was, it might have been perceived as a little bit prejudicial. This is what he said, and it goes to what you just said. He said, and then Papa, he came into the airport, and everybody was just, just, just taken by his presence. And I heard this one black man say in the back, He shines! He shines! He shines! <laughs> He's giving a lecture in our home and he's talking like this. And I'm looking over at this black lady and I'm going, oh my gosh. <laughs> Luckily, she was a kind-hearted soul and she did not take offense. But yes, this is what we feel. Even somebody that has no experience of Krishna's pure devotee, when they're in his presence, he shines. And from his shining heart, his crystalline pure heart, we also pick up the vibe. It resonates with us. That's, they say that about crystals. They resonate. So these verses from Srimad Bhagavatam, they speak of this gradual advancement. From the second chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam in the very beginning, these verses directly correspond to this verse by Srila Rupa Goswami about the stages of advancing in devotional service experientially. This is what we feel, what we experience. And from this experience and from knowing the stages of this experience, we can know that we're making advancement in spiritual life. And in the beginning, it's a little difficult. It's a little difficult for us because we're not accustomed to enjoying spiritual pleasure. We're only accustomed to enjoying material pleasure. That's where our heart is and that's where we find our pleasure.
It's interesting, in Vishwanath Chakravarti's Tika, that's a Sanskrit term for commentary, so the great sadhus and sages, they, they give us their explanation of the spiritual texts. So, in this section of the Srimad Bhagavatam, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur also wrote his verses that correspond to Rupa Goswami's verse, Adashrada Tata Sadhu, which gives the step to step. And this is Vishwanath's verse. Two verses. Satam Kripa Mahaseva Shraddha Guru Padashraya Bajaneshu Spriha Bhaktir Anartha Pagamamstata Nistaruchir Athasakti Rati Premata Darsana Harir Madhuryanubhava Ichutha Shus Chatustaye Chaturdase I'm sorry. So, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur from this same Bhagavatam verses, he saw 14 steps. And he outlined in this verse. The 14 steps, this is a translation of that. The 14 steps are as follows. Mercy of devotees, service to devotees, faith, surrender to guru, desire for worship, or hearing. That means we don't want worship. We want to worship. Bhakti, clearance of anarthas, nista, ruchi, asakti, reti, prem, seeing the Lord and experiencing the Lord's sweetness. So this is Vishwanath's own verse and he gives that in the 21st verse, his purport there in Srimad Bhagavatam, the second chapter. All this we're saying as preliminary to what we want to discuss. And what we want to discuss today was steadiness and devotional practice. And it's not, it's not going to be a, a real in-depth discussion because it's pretty simple. Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur in Madhurya Kadambani which are the, is the cloud bank of devotional mercy. He's seeing, he's seeing these steps that we go through as we progress spiritually. He's seeing them as showers. And boy, have we seen enough showers ourselves. So just imagine the showers every time. He's seeing these as cloud banks of showers of mercy coming from the spiritual realm through Krishna's devotees through the guru and from Krishna who's hidden but just doing as much work as everybody else within the heart, cleansing. So, prior to steadiness, there's unsteadiness. Like when you started this dance, wasn't there some falling, some unsteadiness? Never? Some falling, some unsteadiness in your steps. You know. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> no, I said when you began. Not... 
when you first enrolled in school, let me correct myself before I put my foot in my mouth here. Excuse me. So that's called anisthita bhajana kriya. We're still doing bhajan, the activity of bhajan. Bhajan, singing, dancing, hearing, associating, eating. It's also bhajan. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> My favorite bhajan. <laughs> Anistita bhajana kriya. Bhajana kriya. It's immature. It's not steady. Anista. So, anistita bhajana kriya. What Vishwanath does for us, which is amazing, in this Madhurya Kadamani, is he brings out the psychological, uh, what do we call them, sentiments, emotions, that we go through as we progress in spiritual life. So he, he explains that this unsteady plane of practice of devotional service is characterized by these things. Temporary vigor. One day I jump up and I want to chant my rounds and worship the deities. The next day I just want to stay in bed. Temporary. It comes and goes. Simultaneous, intense, and unsteady practice. Some days... I'm, I'm intense. I'm, I'm, the, I'm a devotee. <laughs> and the next day, I'm a karmi. <laughs> I don't know. Think about it. Temporary vigor. I'm just reading from the book here. Let's, temporary vigor. It's coming to us. But it's not lasting. And then... Unsteadiness in practice. So we're having some some vigor to engage in in practice, but it's only lasting for a short time. And then simultaneous, intense, and unsteady practice. Sometimes we're we we are practicing devotional life with intensity, and sometimes we're slacking off. Indecision: Should I stay or should I go? I think that was a song. Should I, should I stay or should I go? I really like it sometimes, but boy, living around these people, it's going to be a pain. I mean, they're all going through the same thing I'm going through in different stages, and when we all come together, it's like we're all bozos on this bus sometimes. It's rough. Should I stay or should I go? Maybe I should stay home today. Oh, but I heard they're serving lasagna. (laughs) Maybe I'll go. (laughs) Struggle with the senses. I don't think we need to discuss that much. I think we all have kind of an idea what Vishwanath's saying, meaning when he says we struggle with our senses. Inability to hold vows. We could may we may have even made contact with our our our, our diksha guru, and we may have said, "I'm in." And then all of a sudden, it's hard. Why did I say that? 
It's not that these things are unknown in the devotional community. Don't feel alone. Don't do it. I'm not saying to do it, but when the senses get the better of you and it happens, don't think that the... This is Vishwanath Chakravarti. These are, these are great sadhus. They know what we're going through. These are not idiots. It's not like they live in a bubble and we live outside here. No. They know. They know it all. And there's delighting in the facilities offered by bhakti. So these are characteristics of the mentality that we experience when our practice is unsteady. Anista bhajana kriya. These things are going to come and go. And when we are experiencing these things, know that we're in the plat, we're at the platform of unsteady practice. Nothing wrong with it. It's okay. Everybody's going to walk through these steps. At least we're in the game. Look outside. How many people don't even know Krishna? Not many, because we're going to go out there and tell them. But that's later. (laughs) Nista means that which gives rise to steadiness steeped in humility. When we talk of steadiness, what first corresponds from Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Shikshastikam. Amane na manude na kirtaniya sadahari. This is the stage of steadiness. Lower than the straw on the street. Devoid of all sense of false prestige. Ready to offer all respects to others. In such a state of mind, what happens? When? Constantly. What's constantly mean? I'm steady. I can steadily chant the holy name. Does that mean I chant Hare Krishna on my japa beads incessantly? No. Spiritual Master has given us some allotment you chant according to your capacity for some time. But I, I'm not, I'm, I become unfailing in that vow. What was once what? Medicine becomes food. I can't go today without chanting. I have to chant. This is, a, this is a characteristic of Nista. When you know, you will, when you will not allow yourself, when you will not allow yourself, whoa. Rewind. Okay. When, <laughs> when you chant every day and you won't let yourself get away without doing that, that's a symptom of our becoming to the platform of steadiness. It's a symptom. Now there are some other things that have to be dealt with. We are hopeful that by the time we start to feel that kind of 
sentiment in our practice that these other Anarthas, they're practically retired. Now, they're not fully retired. What does that verse say in Bhagavatam? Nastapriyeshu abhyeshu nityam bhagavata sevaya bhagavat yutama sloke bhaktir bhavati naistiki practically destroyed. Practically. They're not all destroyed. In fact, especially these this offenses to devotees, those could hamper us all the way up to bhava. And once we start talking about the symptoms of bhava, you'll be like, wow, how could that be? Well, it can be. It just goes to speak to the seriousness that we have to have of keeping proper decorum and mentality in the association of devotees. So I'll quickly go over these six items which will let you know what are the characteristics of coming to steadiness in your practice. First one, Laya. L-A-Y-A. Laya. No Laya down when you're chanting Japa. No falling asleep when you're hearing Bhagavatam. If we have that tendency sometimes, that means that desire to hear is not come to the platform that makes us steady in our practice. So if we see that, it's something to let us know where we, where we stand. If we know that I'm attend- I, I want to hear the class, I want to hear every word that's coming. This is helpful to me. This is touching me. This is fruitful to, for, for my advancement. When I'm chanting my japa and I, I don't want to miss one syllable, I want to hear every syllable. I'm not dozing off. If I'm dozing off, yes, it can be, it's going to be there. They, these things are going to be there. But we can know that we're becoming steady and we're coming to that plateau in our devotional practice where everything starts to come up, where everything, every single moment of our devotional life becomes more and more enriched. Once we can get to this platform of Nista, that's why we want, that's, that's, it's a great middle ground to get to as quickly as we can. Everything becomes enriched when we're there. Another thing, viksepa means the touch of material talks during chanting, hearing, and remembering. That means very simply to us, we come to the temple and we do our seva, we worship the deity, we associate with the devotees, we hear the mantra, we listen to the class, and then right after the class, did you hear about that plane crash out in San Francisco? Right after the class, you think, what's going to happen with the Obama administration? Did you hear about so-and-so? She, Oh, and this one? And that one? Before and after class, before and after worship, our mind immediately wants to go back and grasp the material world. I want back in. Did I miss anything? Let me get out my phone. 
Oh, how much? Huh? Immediately. Who's written me what? On what? That's Vic Sapa. Sava is here, and out there it's anti Sava. <laughs> Instead of going out and saying, Did you understand what he said in class? What was he talking about? What was that word he used? Boy, I'd love to be what he, where he was talking. You know, well, let me enter into that. Where can I read more? When you're like that, that's Nista. When you're like, oh my, did you see what Brittany did? That's not Nista. A pratipati. A pratipati means the inability. We're not a we're we have a hard time keeping it together in our devotional life. Kasaya means the Can I give you an example? Can I give you an example? I'm sure I can. Uh, don't know. Just see if I can. Ah, there we go. Let me read what Vishwanath says. A prati pati means that even in the absence of Laya, we're not falling asleep, and Viksepa, we're not really overly concerned with the world out there. We're more concerned with the world in here. That This is taking precedent. Sometimes a sadhika is unable to hear, chant, and do other devotional practices. Lack of enthusiasm. Creates laziness in him. Enthusiasm is the life of Shraddha. The life of our faith is enthusiastic practice. So a pratapati is sometimes it's a struggle to go to the temple. It's a struggle to chant. It's a struggle to sit through class. Sometimes these devotional things are a bit of a struggle. If that's still there in us, we've not yet fully come to the platform of Nista. When it's happening more and more automatically, I have no trouble coming, I have no trouble chanting, I have no trouble engaging in the kirtan, worshipping the deity, dressing the deity, feeding the deity, feeding the devotees, telling everyone I meet about Krishna in some way, according to their sentiment. That's a pratipati. Kasaya, kasaya is those bad habits that pop up, that bubble up from time to time. As devotees become more and more steady and come to this platform of Nista, that will happen less and less. Pride, lust, anger. Now, 
A devotee could be at the stage of Nista and we may observe, we may think we are observing this in their character, but they could be at the stage of Nista. And that's brought out by Vishwanath and his purports in Madhurya Kadambani. So, let's worry about this heart. The hearts out there, they're doing fine. Again, Trinadupi Sunichena, Trorapi Suhisuna. Engage in true humility, and but there are there are some subtleties in this devotional practice, and that's something that I, Vishwanath brought out. Rasavada, the last one. What's its characteristic? Its characteristic is. I don't have, I'm not really tasting Ross. It like ties into Ruchi is the way I'm seeing this. I could be wrong, but this is what's written. Rasavada means not absorption of one's mind in chanting and other devotional practice while getting pleasure and sense enjoyment. In other words, we're still seeking pleasure through the senses, the external senses, not that pleasure's not going to come. That's not what we're talking about. And a lot of devotees misunderstand this. Please don't. The senses are here. We're still going to enjoy and we're going to suffer as long as we have a material body. But we're unaffected. And that's the platform of Nista. When these things don't affect our practice, that's steady practice. One is able to absorb one's mind in devotion while it is engrossed in sense enjoyment. Kasaya and Rasavada are the effects of Rajagun. Makes sense. Hard to keep your mind on Krishna when you're trying to enjoy your senses. Vishwanath wrapped up his explanation of steadiness which one with one very profound statement you will know when you are steadfast in your devotional practice and you're embracing this steadiness of nista you will know this when when you're chanting when you're hearing when you're associating when everything you're doing is a is done with a sentiment on your part of an intense effort you're real you've come to the platform of really wanting to be krishna's devotee of really wanting to taste krishna's holy name of really wanting to learn everything about the proper practice and conceptual orientation of that practice of devotional service. So, intense effort. Now we started out and we said it seems like no effort at all. What is this? Word juggery. 
Huh? I'm just turning everything around on us. It's the characteristic of Nista. We become steady when the showing up, we're intense about it. I'm not going to miss class. I'm not going to miss RT. I'm not going to miss my rounds. It doesn't mean that we're pounding our head against the wall. It means we're serious about this. I want to be Krishna's devotee. Intense effort. We do the same thing. We're not, nothing that we're doing is any different except up here. So that we can melt here. Any questions? I'm sorry, it's a little long. Yes, sir. Um, but you were talking about uh, sense enjoyment, but don't you think that, I guess, I was just trying to say that, um, you, weren't, you weren't trying to say that, like, with your senses you couldn't, like, enjoy just having, like, great kirtan or like a nice lesson and just like the knowledge you gain from that but like you could like you could have sense enjoyment from something like that right I mean, that's not material sense enjoyment that's well, correct yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now we're using our material senses in Krishna's service that's devotional service okay so then it's but if I go outside and smoke a cigarette oh, that feels that's yeah, yeah, I, okay yeah, I so when I'm using when I'm employing my senses in Krishna's service that's Krishna consciousness. Anything else? Thank you so much. Hare Krishna. <laughs>